Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings, Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the February 8th edition of the sunny side of sports. Coming up on Thursday's show, we'll continue our special coverage of the 34th Africa Cup of Nations football tournament, or AFCON in Ivory Coast. Sunday's AFCON final will feature the home team, the Elephants of Ivory Coast, taking on the Super Eagles of Nigeria in Abidjan. It'll be a rematch of a group phase encounter on January 18th in Abidjan. Nigeria beat Ivory Coast in that game 1-0, on a 55th-minute penalty kick by Captain William Trost-Ekong. Sporting greetings. This is William Trost-Ekong from Nigeria Super Eagles. You're listening to the sunny sides of sports on The Voice of America. Trost-Ekong scored under similar circumstances Wednesday in Nigeria's semi-final victory over South Africa. Nigeria won the game 4-2 on penalty kicks after the teams drew one all after 120 minutes of Nations Cup football in Boake, Ivory Coast. Now, Trost Ekong opened the scoring in the 67th minute after his teammate, Victor Osiman, the 2023 African Footballer of the Year, was fouled. Trost Ekong stepped up and converted the penalty kick in the 67th minute. With just five minutes of normal time remaining, it looked like Oseman had clinched victory for Nigeria on a goal from short range. But after video review, Oseman's goal was ruled out and South Africa was awarded a penalty kick for a foul by Nigerian player Alhassan Youssef on Percy Tau. Taboho Mokena converted the penalty kick for South Africa to make it 1-1 and ultimately forced the shootout. Nigeria will now play Ivory Coast, which defeated the Democratic Republic of Congo 1-0 on a 65th-minute goal by Borussia Dortmund man Sebastian Haller. In Nigeria's political capital of Abuja, fans celebrated Wednesday's victory by the Super Eagles. Our guys did it. Look back. Oh, see, man. He ain't a draw. And all of our players were proud of you, Wapili. The goalkeeper. You guys were exceptional. You were amazing. You made our country proud. You make our nation proud. And God, no go shame you. 
God not go disappoint you. We're proud of you and we will stand by you at the final. We will gather again for the final to stand by you because we know you are bringing the cup back home. Thank you. God bless you. So at the point, you know, when it, the match was 1-1 and we are getting to the end of the match, you know, I was like, God, are we going to win this match? I was panicked and I was overwhelmed by anxieties. So and now, after the match, when we now played the, uh, the, the, the penalty and we noticed that we scored and we beat them, I was so excited and I'm overwhelmed by it with joy. You've been listening to joyous Nigerian football fans celebrating the victory by the Super Eagles Wednesday over Bafana Bafana of South Africa. For more reaction to the AFCON semifinals, Iron Mike Mbonye called Abidjan, where he spoke with the chief football writer at ACLSports.com, Fisayo Dairo. It was, in the end, a hugely interesting and competitive game of football that we witnessed at the Stade de la Paix in Boaké on Wednesday night between Nigeria's Super Eagles and the Bafana Bafana of South Africa. Considering that these were two teams that have not considered any goal in the last four matches in this competition, it was expected that the game would turn out to be a somewhat cagey affair. And more importantly, with the tactical acumen of the South African coach, Hugo Bruce, who himself is, a, is an AFCON winner after having led Cameroon to the title in 2017, we saw that he brought out a back three formation for the Bafana Bafana, which not many people expected. And that was with the motive of counteracting and mirroring Nigeria's back three formation. And to a large extent, it worked. The first half was cagey, you know, openings were not forthcoming. But it, it did open up a little bit in the second half. But in the end, it was pulsating the way it happened. Nigeria almost went from 2-0, now back to one all. you know. Um, it, it was really, really a pulsating game of football. And I'm sure every, every neutral will have enjoyed it. Then Nigeria advanced through the penalties. Ronway Williams, the South African goalkeeper, could not weave his magic wand once again after having saved four spot kicks against Cape Verde in the quarterfinal. That's the nature of the game. It was an interesting finale to the game. And I think many will also agree with me that Nigeria did deserve their place in Sunday's final against the Elephants of Cote d'Ivoire. In another semi-final game, hosts the Elephant of Cote d'Ivoire defeated DR Congo 1-0 to qualify for the final. What are your thoughts on the game? Oh, that was another massive game we witnessed on Wednesday night at the Stade Bimpe, Alassane Watara in Abidjan. Electric atmosphere. The fans came out in their numbers, donning their orange jerseys and t-shirts. And of course, it was smoking against the leopards of the Democratic Republic of Congo. I think the hosts were deserved winners. They won one nil. I think it was also their best performance of the campaign so far. They were missing as much as four key players, including their captain, Sergio Rea, and uh, the match winner at the quarter-final stage, Umar Diakite. But all this did not matter because those on the pitch were able to give in their best. And the fans packed into the stadium really, really were given a, a time of their lives. Of course, Kodovar could have gotten into the lead in the first half. They were denied by the post. And then 
because that winner Katsuya Sebastian Ale, who has struggled off the injuries that characterize him missing the opening games of the competition. It was indeed a spectacle for me. Uh, the Congolese did try their best uh, at the opening exchanges, but in the end, they had no answers to the firepower of the elephants of Cote d'Ivoire. Um, like I said earlier, having missed four teams, uh, four players, that's the Ivorians, uh, I, I was impressed with what the, the players brought, those on the pitch. They brought flair, they brought you know, some sense of flavor, which, which animated the fans at periodic moments. And definitely, we're having a repeat of Group A in Sunday's final, and it will definitely be an interesting one. Fisayo, Nigeria will clash with Cote d'Ivoire in the final of AFCON 2023. What's your take on the final game? Considering the kind of competition we have had in, in this AFCON 2023, the upsets, the shocks, the entertaining displays, the fantastic moments. I think it's only befitting that we'll be having Nigeria against host nation Cote d'Ivoire as a grand finale. Yes, these two teams met at the group stage with Nigeria running out one nil winners, but a lot has changed from then. The Ivorians emerged against all expectations as the last best losing side. And since then... They have resurrected from the dead at periodic moments, took out defending champion Senegal, followed it up with Mali, and then took out Congo DR, a team that was unbeaten to that point in the semi-final. And against the Super Eagles, who, of course, Nigeria are always expected to be among the favourites in competitions like this, but their performances at the end of 2023 did not really inspire confidence among the fans and not much was expected of this team, especially when it's culminated in the opening draw against Equatorial Guinea. But since then, head coach Jose Pesero has been able to formulate a 3-4-3 formation that has worked magic for his side. And the only goal they've considered so far was the penalty scored by Tebo Mokwena of South Africa on Wednesday night. Now, here comes Cote d'Ivoire, the first team they used that formation against, which worked, but a lot has changed for the Ivorians. Head coach Jean-Louis Gasset was sacked during the season, during the competition, I mean, and then Emas Faye, the former international, has brought out the best in terms of character, in terms of vigor, in terms of renewed flavor among the team. And then it sets the stage for what I expect to be a fantastic final on Sunday night. It's, it's also 40 years since Cote d'Ivoire hosted it and Nigeria got to the final before they were beaten by Cameroon. This time around, it's the host themselves coming up against the Super Eagles. And I'm sure this is going to be the best of African football on parade on Sunday night. That's Fisayo Dairo, the chief football writer for ACLsports.com. And Fisayo spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Abidjan, Ivory Coast. Sporty greeting, this is Victor Sime, Super Eagles of Nigeria and Napoli FC forward. You're listening to the sunny side of thoughts on The Voice of America. Follow 
Follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, and at VOAAfrica.com. My Facebook address is Facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. My X, formerly known as Twitter handle, is at VOA Sunny Sports. And if you go to VOAAfrica.com, you can listen online to the sunny side of sports as well as past episodes. Check out VOAAfrica.com for lots of Africa news. For world news, go to VOANews.com. relax, unwind, or charge up? Then listen to Music Time in Africa this weekend. It'll do all that for you and more. I'm Heather Maxwell. I know good music. And Africa is my passion. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for one hour of commercial-free Pan-African music of the highest caliber. You get great music, music news, and amazing artist interviews from rising stars to superstars. This listen will take you places. So do it. Join me for Music Time in Africa. Your weekend destination. And your sporty destination is right here on the sunny side of sports. Joining me once again is VOA Nations Cup reporter Muckbill Yabaro. Sporty AFCON greetings, Muckbill. Sporty AFCON greetings, Sonny. What's going on? Muckbill, let's begin with that big win by the home team, Ivory Coast, over the Democratic Republic of Congo. Wonderful goal by Sebastian Haller in the 65th minute. Bounces it over the Congolese goalkeeper. Talk about that goal, Muckbill. Unreal goal, man, Sonny. When you really look at the goal, you think to yourself, okay, the cross comes in. You can see the big man, Haller, get ready, wind up for the volley. Now Let, you're you're a big man, Muckville. Uh, yeah, but I think he's, yeah, I think he's yeah, bigger I, I, than both I, I, of us. I think he's got us by. Like, we're both big guys. <laughs> he might got us by maybe about an inch or two. Uh, but yeah, and, and he really got behind it on the volley. You ask yourself, Sonny, was it intentional? The way that he followed through with his leg on the bounce to get the ball to bounce right in front of the goalkeeper, and then to go right over the goalkeeper mm. and underneath the crossbar. One of the best finishes we've seen. Now, we don't really know if it was all calculated, but I feel as though, you know, there had to have been some part of him that thought to himself, I have got to get some kind of connection. He would have rather, I think, connected with it stronger. But once he saw which direction it was going, he's like, I got to go all in. And he really, (laughs) he really hit it with class. And we know the level of class that he has, um, 
the Ivorian squad has been missing that component, right? Right. They've always been able to get there, but they've been missing that ex- that excellent finishing, and he really gave them that. And I really love the fact that this is a goal that not only did he score to go to the finals, but it was a morale boost for himself as he hasn't really been healthy. He's just getting now back into rotation fully. So it's going to be an exciting finals to see Holler. But, um, Bill, I, I remember when you were reporting from Abidjan, you were telling us how there were Holler posters all over the city, everywhere you looked, Sebastian Holler, Holler, Holler. And now it seems like, He's coming to the forefront at just the right time. Oh, my goodness. Hollering for holler. (laughs) (laughs) I think, man, all the screams and the calls for him to get into that rotation, to be able to get healthy, for the team there to make sure that he's healthy to get back on, and for him to have belief in himself that, look, uh, I might not be my very best, but I'm going to be good enough to be able to, whether or not I'm a decoy to give opportunities for my other players or whether or not I can I can finish. And yesterday he finished. He's had a couple of other opportunities in a couple of games beforehand where he came on maybe in the second half or a couple of minutes here and there. Uh, but this was one of the more difficult opportunities mm. that he had uh, because he had a, a couple headers that really looked like they could have been easier for him to finish. As I said, he's a bigger guy, was able to kind of elevate over top of defenders. He just wasn't able to get it under the crossbar. But uh, yeah, this was a very great finish for him. And I'm really excited, Sonny, to see the Ivorians go back on this redemption tour, not only uh, redeeming themselves in the placement that they came in coming into the knockout phase, but redeeming themselves potentially against the Super Eagles from Group A, that Group A second matchup that they played against each other. I like, like that redemption. Redemption, tour. <laughs> man. I'm telling you, man, it's two completely different narratives. But the clash happens on Sunday. Now that was a that was a, only a one goal margin for the Super Eagles back on January 18th. I got to expect we're going to see another close contest, Muckbill. I I think so, but to me, I'm still waiting for that breakout game for Ivory Coast. Every single game, when you just look at their stats, they've had over 10 shots Mm. almost in every game. Some games, that game that we love to talk about against Equatorial Guinea where they lost 4-0, they had 22 shots they took. So these guys, it's not like they're not getting to that final third. They're just not finishing. But as of that, the knockout phase they've been able to get it done to be able to progress to the finals. Earlier in the show, Muckbill Fisayo Dairo, the chief football writer for ACLsports.com, he says Coach Fi has brought out the best in the elephants. Your thoughts? I definitely would have to agree. You know, unfortunately, Coach Cassette, it's not like he can't really defend himself at the moment. We don't know whether or not if he stuck around that they would have had the same, you know, uh, results. Because the thing, one thing about these players is that even if they weren't getting the results that maybe folks expected them to get, they were out there playing, man. Mm. They they Mm. really put it out on the line every game. I can't really pinpoint any game that I watched that the Ivorians went out there lackluster. Every time they went out there, they were trying their very best. 
just weren't able to get it done. So maybe Coach Fye has has uh, ignited, like you said, a fire right up <laughs> under them and has given them the opportunity to kind of work on what has been their difficult, most difficult uh, uh, thing that this team has had, and it's been their finishing. So maybe, you know, extensive work just in that final third for the strikers, the midfielders, even the defenders on, uh, you know, some free kick possessions, set pieces, whether it's corners or not, just making sure that everybody is able to have their very best foot forward or head forward uh, <laughs> in any opportunity that they get. Bill, let's go back to that first semifinal in Boake, the Super Eagles of Nigeria bidding for a fourth Nations Cup trophy. Uh, they prevail in a penalty kick shootout 4-2 over South Africa. Lots of drama in this match, Bill, including with VAR. And once again, I have to agree with you, VAR, for the most part, has really uh, gotten a lot of applause, I think. Sonny. I'm, it's still unbelievable to me that every single game that I've watched thus far, I have not had one instance where I've thought VAR was wrong or the officiating for that matter, right? Maybe like a red that I didn't think initially was a red, but then when I watched it back, I saw, yeah, I could, I could understand why it was given. Officiating has been tremendous. Now, there's been a couple of instances where VAR has gotten things right that I didn't even see. Mm. Like instances where I believe there was one uh, potential penalty kick in an Ivory Coast game where an Ivorian defender handballed it. But prior to the handball, the, def- the uh, offensive player was in an offside position before he came back on and kicked the shot that actually ended up getting the handball. So they ran it back and saw that before the handball, he was in an offside position. That's amazing usage <laughs> of VAR. <laughs> like, so I-, I can't say this enough. What do we have to do to get this crew of, you know, officials to the next level, man. They're, they're doing excellent, an excellent job. Now, Muckbill, uh, the Super Eagles defense uh, throughout this tournament, I-, I think, has been very impressive. Uh, did Has that surprised you? Absolutely, Sonny. I think for the most part, uh, the very uh, the very thing that when you look at that Super Eagles team that you say, this might be their Achilles heel or they're more, you know, weaker in a certain position would be their back line. You know, yesterday we saw a few instances where Yusuf kind of cost them uh, and he hasn't really been in rotation. And I don't really like picking on specific players because he did have an overall decent game. You know, he just had a couple of instances where, you know, it happens when you're a defender. It's always going to happen to you because it's only a matter of games. No matter how great a defender you are, you will be put into a situation. But for the most part, they've been excellent in the back line. Um, and that is something that when you really look at the caliber of the names of their players, the big names are up front or in their mid. Oseman, Luke Mon. Absolutely, right? You know? Uh, Alex Iwobi. Uh, Iwobi, right? So these are the type of guys that you you see they are the attacking guys, but you don't really hear so much about their back. 
And to be honest with you, they've done a stellar job. Their goalkeeper, uh, Nwabali. Nwabali. Shout out to Nwabali. He plays, I believe, in uh, the South, South Africa. African Based League. in South Africa. Yeah, I think he was he was tremendous. I'm expecting to see some, you know, maybe he gets some looks uh, from, you know, maybe bigger leagues, uh, maybe Saudi Pro League, Europe, potentially. Maybe uh, a yeah, little extra money yeah, in the I, bank account. Come on now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'll welcome it. Well, what about his counterpart for South Africa, Muckbill, uh, Williams? Uh, Tremendous goalkeeper. It, to me, like he's looked like the best goalkeeper in the tournament. Uh, sometimes you don't have to go all the way to the finals in order to get that. But what he did in that penalty shootout against Cape Verde w- was just unbelievable, right? And then the Nigerian squad studied film. They watched him in case they, you know, in case it went to PKs. Which way does he go for what is, certain what players? What does he do? And or... he almost always dives. So it's something where even when Trust took that first one, he literally just right down the middle. Right down the middle. And it got right, right under on him. the ground. And that, that was such a risky type of penalty kick. But you don't take that PK like that if you haven't watched what he does. So... Shout out to them, you know, for doing the the hard things. You know, it's easy to to get a win and then just celebrate. But to get a win and then watch film on your opponents and, you know, really lock in has shown us the true professionalism of these teams, man. It's been unbelievable. Let's give a shout out uh, for Bafana Bafana too, Muckville. I don't know that a lot of people picked them to make it all the way to the Final Four. Uh, Bafana Bafana now looking ahead to World Cup qualifying, I, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. They, they've shown us that, you know, to me more than anything else, team chemistry is so much more important than star power. When you have one or two stars, but the rest of the, the players don't necessarily play with them or don't have the level uh, to play alongside. Because sometimes when, when, when you have... Uh, a player of, of a certain caliber, they're expecting certain things, right, mm. of you. If they're a striker, they, they're expecting you to be able to pinpoint precision, drop the ball right on their foot or right where their head is. And if you don't have the caliber of players to be able to do that, I tend to see some players, you know, get frustrated or some players not want to come and play for their home countries because they don't feel like they have that level of, of players around them. So it might make them not look as great because in the club level, they have so much talent surrounding them. We mentioned uh, Nwabali for Nigeria. What about Williams? Do you think he could get some uh, contract offers from bigger clubs? Potential. I mean, if he does end up winning uh, the uh, Golden Glove, I think that he he could. He does have a baby face, but he's not as young as he looks. You know, he's in his mid, he's in his closer to his mid thirties. I, I still he, kind of have a baby face. Right? Right? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, man. I <laughs> but no, man. So I'm, I'm expecting to see him get some potential, off, or I'm hoping, I should say, hopeful that not only him, but some of these younger players uh, that have shown themselves to be, you know tremendous talents to be able to get some looks so it's been an exciting tournament though sonny uh i've enjoyed our exciting kick it afcon podcast smuck bill and uh our friend coach sam on those podcasts he he likes to talk about playing for the badge playing for national pride and you know yesterday the super eagles won for i guess about 250 million nigerians africa's most populous country do you see this version of the Super Eagles 
playing more passionately for the badge. I, I would hope so. I think what it has shown me is that this group, this collective, right, this community, as Sam likes to say, right, <laughs> they, lo- they love playing for the badge. They love playing together. And it just seems like when you see them off the pitch, they genuinely like each other. They want to be around each other. That means so much because you can then talk to each other in a manner of like, what a friend would say to each other. A friend can come up to you and tell you, look, Sonny, you, you, you got to fix up in the back, man. And you don't feel a way. Right, when somebody, right. If Oseeman came into that locker room like, I'm the $200 million guy, and you guys are going to do what I say, and you guys are going to do X, Y, and Z, but I'm not one of you guys. I'm going to go back to Italy when I'm done with all of this. Uh, whether I win or not, I don't care. If he would have came with that attitude, you would see that there would be a divide in this locker room. But he is... He's shown some humility. He is not only showing humility, he is showing a togetherness that I've never really seen from a player of that caliber as of late, I would say, right? Um, We always see that the the other big-time players still show the camaraderie, but not to the level where they kind of put themselves on the back burner. He doesn't even take the penalty kicks that he draws. Yeah, and, right? I, and I saw, you know, when uh, Trosta Kong stepped up for one of those penalty kicks. He came uh, and gave him some seen, advice. Yeah, or, a little uh, counseling yeah. beforehand, uh, try to calm him down maybe right. a little bit. Right. Which is, that's leadership. That's, that's amazing because he could easily say, I'm the one who took all four, four V1 to get this PK. I'm taking it. Whether I score or not, it was my opportunity. Really could care less. He could have went into it with that mentality, but that's not who he is. So he's showing us his character as well, and I think this is also helping his image. You know, unintentionally, I don't think he's doing it for a front, but he's just showing us he's so much more likable. You know, we like we like the the Batman attire. You know, the, <laughs> the the mask that he has. But on top of that, he's just a cool guy that people are really falling in love with him from the continent. Thanks to our producer this evening and VOA Nations Cup reporter, Muckbill Yabaro. The 34th Nations Cup final on Sunday features the Elephants of Ivory Coast hosting the Super Eagles of Nigeria. Should be a great match, entertaining match, competitive match, all of the above. <laughs> I want to also thank our uh, our engineer this evening, Saida Hamdun. Thank you, Saida. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And thank you for tuning in. That's the sunny side of sports. I get it.